G'day and welcome back to the My Peak Podcast. A very exciting episode and very exciting time of the year. Brownie, how are you travelling? Good, thank you, Cameron. It is an exciting time of year. We're a couple of weeks away from round one. The Aussies are playing a bit of cricket. Sun's starting to come out. Flowers are starting to bloom. So it's a beautiful time of year. And more importantly, the BBL draft has concluded. It has. The first inaugural, inaugural BBL draft. How did you find the BBL draft? Oh, it was exciting to watch. I thought the setup was really nice. The mm. visuals were really good. Visuals. Um, it was. It was yeah, yeah. The colours were excellent. I just thought it was, yeah, entertaining to watch. I didn't know how it was going to be. And uh, having it on the screen at home, I actually quite enjoyed the process. Yeah, I, I agree, actually, when you say the visuals. Because I've watched a few of the IP, IPL ones before, mm. and there's a lot of chaos in it's that one. boring, isn't it? Where this one was a bit more... I it was mean, just organized. It was when organized. You, when you put Howie in charge, you know it's going to be run pretty well. He's a good man. So um, let's go through the BBL draft. We'll talk mm. about the players, where they went, or yep. players that didn't mm. get drafted, and mm. we'll go from there. So who do you think did the best out of the BBL draft? What club? Who did the best? Yeah. It's hard to name one because there are a couple of really strong names followed by maybe some not-so-strong names. So... Try and balance it out. You know, I actually, it, I think that the Hurricanes are going to go really well, but I don't necessarily think they did the best in the draft. Oh, I reckon they did really well. I had them second as the best draft. I have to, th- I would have to say that the Sixers have done pretty well. In my oh, opinion. yeah, you put them up there. They're up there. I, I, and then the other team I would have in my top three is the Renegades. Yeah, the Renegades. So. It's quite evident what the draft has already done. It's it's already you can already tell it's going to level the playing field massively. Massively, like that first pick is just such an advantage, huge advantage, like massive advantage yeah, yeah, because not huge. just for the first round, but you get the first round of the second, uh, first pick of the second round as mm, well. That's right. But then you get then they reverse it, which I didn't know they were going to do. They reverse it for the third round, and. How it works with the salary cap, a lot of teams were passing in the third round. Pretty much, I think half of the teams passed. And then the Renegades come back to reverse it for the fourth round. They had first pick again. <laughs> so they basically had first pick in all three rounds that they chose. Well, fair enough, too. They've run last. Well, that's right. Through the last few that's years, why it's so going to level out the playing that's field. That's why it's there. Uh, one thing that I massively underestimated... And I just don't know why I didn't think of it, but was the availability of the players. Yeah, yeah. I we obviously, I think we did think about it. We just didn't realise that some of the players... Were throwing their hands up for 300k for three games. Yeah, yeah, that too. But just the fact that they were only available for that short period. Yeah, yeah. So we weren't aware that the Pakistan are playing England in a series upcoming, mm. which was... We were trying to guess reasons why these big dogs weren't coming out. Well, there's your answer. Which is a shame because they're the two countries I want to see in the BBL. I want to see the big guns from England. And I really want to see the big guns. Well, India would probably be next, but obviously that's not going to happen. And Pakistan would be my next team. The Pakis? Yeah, yeah. Some of their guns. Like we spoke about it in our pre-draft yeah, yeah, yeah. pod. Like Babar Azam. Imagine him in... Anyway. You'll have to keep imagining jugs. <laughs> so let's go back to um, the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. How good was it to see Ricky Ponning sitting at the top of the, at the front of the desk? For it's the, the same. It's the same when he plays. Whenever you see him, you're just filled with confidence. Yeah, yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's done his homework. He's very calm under pressure. 
just the way you he expresses his emotions makes you think he's got it figured out oh yeah he fills you with confidence doesn't he it's like, the exact same as when you watched him walk out the bat you thought oh yeah here's some runs <laughs> yeah yeah he's figured it out he's, it'll be interesting um, like if any teams in the future kind of take this approach I suppose it all depends on like we just said player availability if the like Pakistan big dogs were available mm. then this tactic would be even more obvious but I think the Hurricanes are going to be in for some success this year yeah i think they'd be a uh almost a sneaky favorite with the lineup they've got no 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 i wouldn't have them favorites they're very close yeah i wouldn't have them favorites if you, i mean if you were the betting agency you might not but if you've done your homework i'd i'd be betting some money on them would you mm. i still wouldn't why well i've <laughs> i'm interested to hear your thoughts here. i think the sixes are still like their squad is just elite yeah yeah they are phenomenal and i think the hurricanes either every the past two years i've sat down and said i think the hurricanes are a great chance and they haven't Mm. and i think they still it depends on injuries the last couple of years their bowling attacks suffered a little bit like riley meredith's been injured a lot Mm. they had james faulkner was injured a lot so i just think that they're i thought they might have taken a, a quick in their in the BBL draft, but very happy with what they did. But yeah, I think there might just be a. So you've still got the Sixers as the favourite. Oh yeah, short price favourite. Not short price, but they're the favourites. I think the Renegades would do well, but I wouldn't have them up there. You still got to know how to win, and I think the Scorchers will be up there, mate. The Scorchers, when the Scorchers have like post international duties their lineup's going to be phenomenal yeah you're right close to the best lineup we've seen in a bbl side yeah yeah what do you think wins you more games in the bbl your batting side like your your batters or your bowlers what do you find wins you more games oh that's tough i don't know mm, it's hard to say I, I would probably lean more towards bowlers i was going to lean more towards batters yeah what depends i just think if you look at all the successful teams over the past, say, three to five seasons, all the successful teams have had experience in their middle order. Mm. You look at the Sixers' middle order, there's just a wealth of experience there. Mm. You look at the Scorchers' middle order, then you compare that to teams that have struggled. Look at the Renegades' middle order, full of 20-year-olds. You look at who else has struggled, the Heat. Mm. They struggled last year. They've always had a, a young middle order. Yep. So just having experienced guys like... When the game's on the line and you've got blokes like Dan Christian and Henriques and mm. these guys at the crease, like... Yeah, 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 just silky. Yeah, silky. It does make a big difference, you're right. I was more thinking of it from the opposite point of view, obviously, with the bowlers, that I find that the most crucial part of any innings is obviously when the field's up, right? So yeah. at the moment now, what we're seeing is those middle-order players are having more of an effect because they've got the surge. Yeah, the surge. Um, I love the surge. Yeah, the surge I'm is a bit, um, I love a lot of people are off the surge. I think the surge is brilliant. It just brings in more tactics into yeah, the game. Yeah. And, um, which well, it opens the game up for the, the people like Silky. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, exactly. He's been successful, yeah. but... With a surge, he can go to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, I agree. So I was just thinking bowlers at the moment are so important because if... I guess it's the same. The first four overs, if you've got, you know, some top-of-the-line bowlers that are swinging the ball each way, can bowl with the field up, um, and then you've got some fielders who understand how to bowl with the... Uh, bowlers know how to bowl with the field up in the middle middle stages when the surge comes in. Um, 
But I think you convinced me with the middle order thing. That was yeah, that was really yeah. yeah. You just need experience. Yeah. So you look at, you know, who's figured this out? The Thunder. <laughs> the Thunder have figured this Trav. out. They've gone and acquired themselves three very astute picks. The Thunder have done sneakily well. When I did my ranks on the um, on the Insta story that night, I had Thunder down as the fourth. Mm. I had Renegades, Hurricanes, Sixes, Thunder. But I think the Thunder might have done better than the Sixes in the draft. The Thunder are going to be competitive. You've got like, they've gone with, well, David Willey is a bowler slash all-rounder. He slogs them. But then you've got Hales is a top order bat, and then Perfect. they've gone and got themselves Riley Russo. Mm. And I think if you put these three experience, I'm not sure if they're all going to play at the same time, depending availability, mm. obviously. I know David Willey's available the whole time. Mm. I assume Alex Hales is. Assume, I assume they all are. The one thing that I still struggle with a little bit with the Thunder is... Um, the lack of power at like five, six, seven. Well, like, that's yeah. And I know Samsey's there, but he's like rocks and diamonds. Obviously, he's getting a lot more consistent. He is getting better though. for sure. So that's why, like, you saw the Thunder had a great period last year when guys like Jason Sanger scored some runs. Yeah. Because that's where we've sort of lacked it. And then Alex Ross, like, he's consistent, but very rarely will you see him score fifty or sixty with a strike rate of one fifty plus. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I think they've done well because they've got now some experience. Totally guys. right. And then you throw in, like, Sanger at three. You have Hales, Kawaja. Oh, no, Kawaja's gone. Touch yeah. Him. Well, when Warner comes back. Well, who else? Who bats in the top four? I'm well, forgetting something. This is where I'm going to bring something else up now. How, and reading some comments on social media, there's some real bitter personalities around Sam Billings not being retained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That was, well, that was, yeah. He was a player we were talking about earlier that if he selected, which is highly likely into that one day series against Pakistan. He'll be unavailable for a while. Yeah, pretty much the whole tournament. He'll only be out here for a few games. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only downside. That's where you flip the coin. Like, is he, is he worth those three, four, five, six games he plays? Well, not if you're paying the same coin. Yeah, that's right. That's where the draft... Like, when they asked Uzi that question on the draft live, they're like, what do you think, Uzi? And Howie. And I went, oh, Howie. <laughs> you know, Uzi's not going to beat around the bush here. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was spot on. Like, these guys, there's some players on this list that especially the third round you've got some players on this list that i've never heard of mm. or the fourth round sorry third or fourth round their last pick and they're getting paid like triple or even more than what some local players that are like outstanding cricketers just because that's what they had to get paid to be drafted correct so what do you um it's first year like they'll they'll have a look at that and hopefully make some changes going forward. But um, let's go back to going through some teams. One team that I just can't quite get my head around, and it must be because they didn't like the heat of taking Billings. They must surely you do the form. Do they not know that Bilbo's only going to be available for a few games? Well, the heat's not really in a position where. <laughs> if you've seen some of the teams they've put up in the last couple of years, they're not really in a position to really, I suppose, give the third a flick pick. in a way. They were the third pick. They didn't have to pick Bilbo. Yeah, I understand. This is where it just comes, like I said, flip of the coin, like how much you're willing to risk. Like if, if Bilbo goes out in his games and hits 60 or 70 every single game, like you've essentially won three games. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so... I don't think that's enough, though, to be it, paying him 300 
40k or whatever yeah but it also like you've got to think about what they bring off field too yeah yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely i'm not saying bilbo like we we spoke about how bilbo would we thought he would be a no-brainer as a well we thought he was playing games yeah when we but um i really just love watching like even listening to the commentators when billings is behind the stumps the confidence that he instills in the bowler the movement that he's got with the field the energy he provides, like, I totally understand why they would want to grab him. And mm. and I reckon they've had the same conversation, like, oh, you know, is it worth him for three or four games? What should we do? And they go, you know what, let's just take a punt. Yeah, maybe their pun is if he doesn't get selected. Yeah, well, there's that too. Which, yeah, if he doesn't get selected, then they've done well. The interesting question to sort of, I suppose, wrap the whole thing up is how do we, or how does the, how does Cricket Australia board change or adapt the draft moving forward because unfortunately we weren't really able to nail some of those big names down that were sort of that put themselves like faff and things like that we weren't able oh is he not available he mustn't be available hardly available yeah so like but why i thought you said he retired well he did retire so i'm not too sure um but you know like what what are we going to have to do to make sure like is there a a, a double platinum draft like where these guys have to be selected to bring you know to, to get a bit more excitement around because at the end of the day like there's not really other than Trent Bolt like who's your yeah yeah your I agree name there? you know what I mean I agree that the first round you've got you got Livingston Bolt Billings Jordan Khan Evans Willie and guys that Shadow have Khan. played in the Big Bash yeah before some haven't obviously but like, the draft was obviously made for two things. First one was to hype up some big names getting over here in the Big Bash. The second reason was to start evening out the playing field with, like, ability of players in teams. Spreading the talent. So, like, at the end of the day, one of those have failed. Like, so... And that's obviously <laughs> an issue. Like, it is an issue. Well, yeah, but I don't think... Because it, I think if you're someone who knows cricket, into cricket but not obsessed with cricket, you were probably hoping to see some of those big names out. Oh, here. well, I was hoping to see some. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, for But sure. I think the international schedule's the only thing that stopped it. Mm. Like, But it's the same, like, and I know the money's obviously totally different. Like, people choose IPL of international games all the time. Obviously, finance is different. Yeah, but yeah. There's definitely something that they're going to have to look out there to think, well, we tried to do this. We ticked one of those boxes. How do they tick... Or what do you think the solution is to try and get some more of those big names out here next year? Yeah, I don't know. It's because international duties is what's stopping it. Mm. And like you said, I don't think in the short term any international player is going to make themselves unavailable for, say, a England v Pakistan series to play BBL. Right. But when you say like people like. Australian players made themselves unavailable to play IPL, but we were playing like it was very circumstantial. Yeah, I understand. So even that's a bit misleading. So I think it's something you just got to accept that you're not like, it's not like we get the best Australian players in the BBL either. Can you like maybe like, yeah, no, I do. Can you like make people's price tags cheaper? So you're willing to take a punt on them like, even if they're only available for three or four games? Well, you could do what the IPL do. So, like, you know, Faf obviously would have been awesome to see him out here. Would have been good to have around the team even for three or four games. Do you just say, you know, like, we change a price tag, you can buy him for 100K? Well, I think, yeah, you. that's a no-brainer. You don't want to... That's... Yeah. Like, the IPL, you get paid, you get your... 
like offered amount up front, but then you get a percentage per game you play, mm. like up to a certain percent or down to a certain percentage. So that's a no-brainer. Because then, like then the thunder, um, not the thunder, the heat of Marvel to getting billions because they're paying a lot less. But I don't think that's going to draw. Yeah, I don't think that's going to draw people out anyway. Mm. Really, is it? Just thinking about like because it's still they still got international duty. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. But like, if you're buying them at a cheaper price for less games, you can probably sneak them out for a couple of games here and there. Yeah, like you know, if someone's like, what I mean is like, FAF for three games, three hundred k, hundred k a game. Where if he was a hundred k for three games, you're paying thirty three thousand dollars a game. But you've got him around the team for a week or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he's, I don't know why he's yeah. unavailable. Anyway, should we round it off with a prediction of the top five or even just the top four? Well, let's talk about. Let's go through quickly who was the best pick in each round. Oh, okay. So the first round, Livingston, Bolt, Billings, Jordan, Rashid, Retained, Laurie Evans. Well, Laurie Evans was the second round. Scorchers uh, famously passed the first round. And then David, Willie, and Shadab Khan. Who was the best selection there? In the first round? Yep. First round, I will go with the retention of Rashid Khan. Yeah. But if you weren't going for a retention, I would say Liam Livingston. Yeah, and then Trent Bolt. Absolutely. Trent, Trent Bolt was a really good pickup for. Remember, that's your top three right that's, there. When we, if we go back to it, like some of our predictions, I thought I was pretty confident Bolt was going to the stars. Yeah, you did very yeah. well there. I didn't realise. You know what I forgot that Livingston forget? didn't play in the BBL last year, so I thought the Scorchers were going to retain him, but he didn't play. Yeah. All right, second round. Who did, or gold round, who did the best? You've got, oh, well, I think it's the first pick, Majib. That's brilliant. For the, the Renegades. Yeah, very, very, very good. Joe Clark, mm, Munro's a good pick. I was just going to say, I sneakily like Munro. I Vince. sneakily like him playing up at the Gabba. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that turns into a very good selection. Yeah, I think they can build a batting order around Munro, and that's Absolutely. like we spoke about earlier, what the, the Heat need to do. Yeah, I'm And you've got that. Colin to throw downs. You've got Salt, Phil Salt. You've got Hales is a good one. And then Asif Ali, who we haven't seen play much, the Pakistan banner. Yeah. I was watching some highlights of him play. Who were they playing the other night? India? No, they weren't playing. They were playing Sri Lanka. Ah, and, the Lankans. Um, yeah, I think he, he will do well. He's not in the top picks in that round. but And then the last pick, you've got all of these basically no-namers. Not no-namers, well, but namers Riley, we don't know. I think Riley Rousseau was a... Well, I actually player. think the best one, and this was the Scorchers' best pick, say was Mills. Tymel Mills. Yeah, he, he was good last year. He's their best pick, and they picked him last. He was uh, he was very good last year. Bowls at good pace. Actually scared a few batters last oh, year. Oh, yeah, he bowls Proper fast. scared. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for the Thunders' needs, I think Riley was a really good pick-up for them as well. Yeah, so yeah. So they're probably my top two there. Well, that's exciting. All right, well, we know the Sixers are going to win the comp. Who are they going to beat in the grand final? Yeah, it's a good question. Scorchers? If Scorchers are in the final, they, they're winning it, aren't they? I think your, your top three clear best teams will be Sixers, Scorchers, and I still think the Hurricanes are going to go well. Mm. And then sort of battling for those other spots, I'm thinking the Thunder, um, the Stars, and then it'll be interesting to see oh, where the Renegades pull up. I just remembered who the Thunders are, the young gunnies in the top order. It's Ollie Davies. Ollie, Ollie, yeah, Ollie. Yeah, yeah. Oi, oi, oi. So you're going to have... The Thunder are going to go good this year. Yeah, I think they'll finish third or fourth. They just need their 
Well, it seems he's got to take a bucket load of wickets. Well, Sams, he just has to slog him. <laughs> nah, don't worry about his batting. They won't. That's what might actually be really good. They won't be so reliant on him. But which can help him like, yeah, yeah, personally, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Not having so much pressure on him to go out and score the runs, he can just come out and slog him. <laughs> so their batting order is going to be like Warner for like if they play finals cricket. Mm, mm, mm. It's going to be Warner Hales. Is Hales there while Warner's there, actually? I think... Don't know. You'd have to check it. Anyway, let's say uh, Warner Hales. You probably bat Sanger yeah, 3. Yeah, you probably will. Then you probably bat Russo 4. Davies 5. You got Ross. No, he's not making it. Willie 6. And then Sam 7. Pretty handy. Yeah. Oh, you got McAndrew, Green. Yeah, yeah. Then you probably have them two, 8 and 9. Yeah, you got Tanvir. Quick bowler. There's 10. And then you probably pick Huna Verma. Up you go. You know. <laughs> It'd be a good pick. For There's your 11. All right, that's great. That's a good little 20-minute punchy episode for the listeners to uh, get their BBL fix. We did try and film an episode with Mitchie today. There were some technical issues. So he'll be back very shortly for an episode on strength and conditioning. So stay tuned with that. So back to the draft, Brownie. So what a... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jugs thinks we don't have a schedule. <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here. All right, crew. Any questions, flick them through. Um, stay tuned for some more episodes to come. Holiday Clinic's coming up, you beauty. Let us know what you think of the BBL draft as a concept and what teams did well and what teams could have done better. And we will catch you next time. And yeah, make sure you tune into the Summit Series, our My Peak Athletes. We've got some really important episodes coming up as we approach round one. So that's going to be really helpful. Any questions or you want to get to know the My Peak boys a little bit closer, head over to our Instagram Check out the page, send us a DM, ask us any question you want. We love talking cricket or holistic development. And BBL Draft. Catch you next time, crew on the My Peak Podcast.